Welcome to the 27th entry of the number one movie podcast at Auburn, whose name is also a prepositional phrase. Today on Through the Lens, we'll be talking about the most confusing movie by director Christopher Nolan, who likes movies with really loud action scenes and really quiet dialogue scenes. I'm your co-host, Davis Carroll, who for the most part thinks he understands the movie, and my wonderful co-host, Alex Houston, who has been relegated to sitting behind the board for this intro to do my bidding. Before we get into the mind-melting, temporal madness that is Tenant, we'll go over some movie news and find out how Alex is doing. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing pretty good. I resent the uh, stuck to do your bidding. I'm not sure. Did you not just do my bidding behind the board there? I, I don't know about that. You turned on my audio, make sure everything looked good? I don't I don't know about that, Davis. I, I'm not sure if that's... The funny thing is, right I could probably run board... But you've just started doing it. Yeah, because... You've um, always been doing it. I mean, really. Dave, Davis says, I get too stressed doing studio, so I figured I'd help but out. After the last studio, I did. I did. I feel, I feel pretty good exactly. about it yeah, now. You did, you did pretty good. So, um, But yes, we welcome you all to the 27th episode and also a moment of celebration, Davis. We have reached 500 total downloads on our movie podcast. Very exciting times, I would think. Um, Sponsorship soon? Oh my god! Stop! We can't do it, that. Stop! We can't, can't be doing legally. That. We can't, can't do that. Cannot be doing that. But I thank I thank all uh, who are listening right now, who have listened to past episodes, for getting us to that five hundred. We really appreciate everybody tuning in. We love when people text us about the episodes after the fact, and I like to think that we can have a somewhat positive impact. In fact, if I may share a little bit of an anecdote, you see. Um, so, <laughs> no, because we we were talking about remember we were talking about parasite. Um, and I was talking about the music and how much I enjoyed it. And you said that you didn't really notice the music. Like you, because you, you didn't really notice it. And you don't notice it when you watch movies. And our friend, Anna, a friend of the show, uh, who also reposted under CakeMaker100, I think is her Instagram account. Um, she was telling me how she also normally doesn't notice the music. But when she was watching Spider Man 2 in prep for the episode, she noticed the scene where Doc Ock and Spider-Man are fighting and they jump off the building and the music cuts out and she's like, Alex is going to talk about that. And I did. Wow. So, wow. Hey, it's exciting the times, The guy who Davis. takes a soundtrack class talked about a soundtrack. Hey, yeah. But the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 point, the point is is that, is that I just, I, I'm glad that people seem to enjoy the show. I'm glad that people, you know, like texting us about it and telling us what movies they'd like to talk about. You know, next week we're going to have Jack Hart back on to talk about Indiana Jones. All four of them are just the first three. We're not sure yet. We'll get to that maybe by the end. Jack of, might protest it if we make him talk about the fourth. <laughs> when I said, I, when I, I asked him, I said, Jack, um, if we talk about the fourth movie, what are you going to do? And he said, I just don't have anything to say. And I was like, like positive or negative? He's like, nothing. And I was like, okay, that's, uh-oh. Um, but yeah, so like that and, you know, we're going to have a possibly Rango episode with my roommate Sutton on it as well. I think incorporating the guests on is pretty fun. I think it... That one might get pigeonholed by me. Hey, hey, I'm working on it. One of these days. One of these days it'll work out. Um, but yeah, so that I just think um, is... I'm just really thankful to all the people who have listened and tuned in. All the times my mom likes the post. Very thankful to her as well, of course. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. And I, I think, think the Academy, I, okay, for real, thank you all. For yeah, like team. legit. And it's been a fun time. And I look forward to continuing to do it for as long as we can at this point. We got a lot of movies. And finally, theaters opening back up. We're going to have a lot on our plate to discuss this next year or two years for that matter. Um, so thank you for joining to, uh, today's show as we talk about Tenet. Christopher Nolan's latest film, but first, of course, as always, we begin with news, and quite a bit this week, Davis. Um, I'm just going to start going through it. 
as is the standard. You stop me whenever you have any sort of anecdote in regards to it. First and foremost, HBO Max currently developing a The Batman Robert Pattinson edition spinoff series focused on the Penguin with Colin Farrell being approached to return, which means he may not, I guess, because he's not, he's not officially signed on to return. He's just been approached to return to the role. Of course, Colin Farrell playing the Penguin in that first trailer. He was in it for a few seconds. Incredible prosthetic work. I don't know if I'm excited about it. I think I'd have to wait until I saw the movie. You know what I mean? Like, like wait until I see how exactly that'll work. But HBO Max, I'm glad they're doing a Disney Plus type thing where they're like, hey, we have movies. And we have a chance to do TV shows based on them. And I think that's a good opportunity. Um, next off, Warner Brothers officially developing several Mortal Kombat projects. No one knows if they are spinoff, sequels, or some other third thing. It's unconfirmed at this point. I did not see Mortal Kombat. Davis, did you ever end up getting around to watching it? No, and I don't really plan to. I'm not really interested. I heard it wasn't very good anyways. Yeah, likewise. I'm not um, a big Mortal Kombat fan. I may watch it one of these days strictly to do a Mortal Kombat episode, if that ever comes to it, but like, I can't imagine that I would want to. Uh, it had Hiroyuki uh, Sonata, who's one of my favorite uh, actors in that movie, so that was cool, but outside of that, I don't really... Um, See any interest in it, but it made a lot of money for HBO or for Warner Brothers and HBO Max, so it makes sense to me. And again, on the Warner Brothers train, a remake of The Lost Boys is happening, starring Noah Jupe from A Quiet Place and Jaden Martell from It and Knives Out. Apparently, it will be taking place in a modern day setting. Nothing has been revealed about the plot, but that movie is being remade. Davis, have you ever seen the original Lost Boys? Nope. It's a cult classic of a movie, legitimately, and a movie that I actually watched with my family a lot. And I'm upset about this remake because, like, you can, like, at that point, why not just make, like, because apparently it's going to be in a new setting, the plot may be drastically different, why not just make an unoriginal vampire movie at that point then? Why why need to strap the Lost Boys name to the to the front of the movie, you know what I mean? Because you can get more money by strapping it to, but you're going to okay. get the people that watched it back then, some people that are interested in it now. But that annoys me, I guess is the point. It's more money. That's I what guess. makes the Hollywood the Hollywood wheel turn. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm j I'm just upset about because I I think it's a great movie that deserves to stay where it is. And I mean it, it's very if you watch it it's very dated, but I like that movie. So I, I think I think that that's a fun movie. Maybe we'll watch for our Halloween themed episodes as as the month of October draws near. I don't know. Um, Halloween month, scary movie month. Exactly. Maybe I'll finally get you to watch an Ari Aster movie. Ooh, possibly. I don't know. Hereditary. I, maybe. Midsummer. Uh, maybe. Um, watch. You can watch some um, Robert Eggers movies. Ooh. The Witch. Ooh. The Lighthouse. Ooh. A lot of good suggestions. A lot of good suggestions. Um, and continuing on in the news. Speaking of Halloween, it's like I put these in order. Oh wow. Um, construction for the set of Hocus Pocus Two has begun on Lincoln, what? Rhode Island, with an entire town being built as the set. I do not want to see this movie. I don't look. People like Hocus Pocus. I'm gonna be honest. I hate it. I, I don't think I've ever seen it except like once when it came on Disney. Dis you remember when, when like the movie thing would play on Disney and they like they'd be jumping around with the movie reel and then the movie would come on. I think that's the only time I've ever seen any of Hocus like, Pocus. I d I do not like that movie and maybe that may I may, I I don't feel bad. I, like, I don't think they liked it when it first came. People didn't like it when it first came out, but then people were like, "This movie's good," and it's kind of got the resurgence to make a sequel now. Nah, man, I I still don't like it to this day. Everyone's like, "But it's like so dorky, it's funny." I'm like, "No, it's so it's so stupid, it's bad." You're gonna lose. We're gonna lose some listeners from you saying that, Alex. I've said so many controversial things before, and you know that. Like, like we're gonna we're gonna bring friend of the show Anna on to talk about Jurassic Park, and I'm gonna tear apart the last two, and she'll still be here listening. 
That's reality. All right, all right. We've got a loyal fan. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. A big head. We're going to I'm gonna have to replace him. No, 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 no. Re- re- erase him from existence like Stalin did. Come on. What the? Come on now. All jokes here. All jokes all here. All pictures of through the lens is going to, you're not going to be in it anymore. It's going to oh be someone gosh. else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that better not happen. Um. So, going on in the news, you've got a trailer for season three of the show Succession was released. Season three will be premiering on October 17th. I've not seen the show. My dad watched it, and apparently it's very, very good. It's up on a stars, actually. I just, yeah, my dad has watched it, and I've seen, like, clips. It looks really good, but it's also very much, you know, one of those, yes, occupational family drama that goes on stars for, like, six seasons. And then, you know, it'll end with some finale that's poorly received. And then it'll come back in like three years, Dexter. Um, but Dexter was good. Yeah, but then, the, the, but then poorly received finale, and it came back. It's back. They just re- oh, they did just release the trailer for Dexter. Actually, New I Dexter. never did finish Dexter. I was in like season eight. That's how I am with TV shows. I'll get like really far, and then I'll just like stop watching. I'll never pick it back up. Yeah, I've done that with a couple. Um, Dexter was good. It had it jumped the shark. Around like fifth, sixth, season. and then apparently the finale is even more jumping up. I don't even remember what the season. I don't even remember. I don't even remember yeah. what it was. And also a new trailer. This one just hot off the presses. It's Finch starring Tom Hanks in a post-apocalyptic Earth. Tom Hanks's character is a sole survivor with a dog as he works to build a robot. That robot meant to take care of the dog. Seems like a Wall-E meets I Am Legend uh, type of movie. Davis, what are your thoughts on this? Sounds stupid. It'll be exclusively on Apple TV as well. Which oh is, wow! Which so is nobody's first. ever gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately, very. I, I'm, I'm that, kind of only people reason get Apple apparently is to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's Why yeah. Think about that so hard. I, I was just trying to think: is there anything else on Apple TV that? And I was like, nope. There was like that one where that lady, or um, it was like Olivia Wilde, and she was like hating the door. And she's like, I'm not scared of you with this ghost or whatever. And they they ran that ad for like months. The only other one I can think of is the book, not the Bewitched. It was the Matt Groening's cartoon. That wasn't Apple TV. No, the. Oh, the one Rob McElhin- Rob Mackel- Rob McElhinney from Always Sunny has like a Dungeons and Dragons type show that I think only airs on Apple TV. It's supposed to be good. I've never even never that doesn't even sound the least. Do you know good who Rob McElhinney is? I know who he is. Yeah, but that doesn't sound familiar to me. Give me a second. I gotta I always have trouble spelling it. Rob McElhinney. It is called Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Yes. I mean, yes. yeah, it's on Apple TV. It's supposed to be. Pretty good. It's 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7% on IMDb. Interesting. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch that, but what, what, what do you think? So you're not excited for the Tom Hanks? The trailer looked really good, I will say. I'm not excited for it. Really? It sounds dumb. Tom Hanks been doing a lot of... Um, I'm just saying, the last like four movies I've called as dumb have been dumb. Like, okay. Chaos Walking, called that being dumb. Was that the that the Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley movie? I never watched that. Did it ever release? Yes. It's apparently really? very bad. I want to watch it now. <laughs> it's very bad. Anyway, your other ones. Come on, um, some data. The one with Chris Pratt, the one that she said was terrible. We Ta- need to watch that. What was that one called? Tomorrow War. That was the worst movie I've ever seen, I think. I called it. Genuinely. I mean, like, it's pretty easy, easy, easy pickings watching the trailer. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be bad. Well, you even watched the trailer of Finch. But anyway, what, what's your other data? Come on. What's another one? What's the movies that have sucked recently? Suicide Squad, like the original one. I remember when I saw that trailer, I was like, I don't think it's going to be good. Fantastic Four. Fanforstic Four, you mean? Middle School. My friend was so hyped for it. I was like, this movie's going to suck. Before I was even into movies, I called that movie I did, too. I remember one of, one of my friends was like, hey, did you see this trailer? And I'm like, I was trying to get excited, and I was like, 
it's going to be so bad. And, and it was. We were right. We were. What, what can, what, look. What's, up? What's next in news, Alex? If you, if you guys need your movie predictions, come to us. We'll let you know if it's worth going to theaters. If it has an H24 thing on it, it's probably good. That's fair. That's fair. Having seen none of them, I'll, I'll agree with that. You've seen no A24 Okay, movies? maybe I have. Give the me Lighthouse? Some. Give me some. No. Uh, Moonlight? No. I've definitely made you watch an A24 movie. Come on, come on. Give, give me one. Give uh, me one. The Last Black Man in San Francisco? No, but it's on the board. Oh, my goodness, Alex. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I want to I know if they're... Because if they're, I, um, I don't remember. Call Me By Your Name? No. Ex Machina? No. Lady Bird? No. Uncut Gems? <laughs> Still no. Good Time? Still no. It comes at night. You've seen it comes at night. No, I haven't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a ghost story. No. Midsummer. Hereditary. No. no. Florida Project. Did I already say that one? No. Uh, Minari. Yeah. We got one. The room. Ooh. A room. Yes, I that's have actually. Killing of a sacred deer. That no. one's good. Enemy. Enemy. Um, Jake wait, Gyllenhaal? that's the Jake Gyllenhaal Dil- Dennis uh, Villanueva one, right? Yeah. Have you seen I it? have not though. Actually, so it's very man? weird. No, I wanted to. That looks funny. Disaster artist. Yeah. That's A24. Really? Wow. American I, Honey? Is that the... Um, which one is that? Um, it sounds familiar. I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know. I know yeah. I've heard of it. I, it's on my list to watch. But yeah. See uh, how many... All those movies I named were good. And there's that's fair. even more that I didn't name. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, We're going to move on to the next piece of news. I just thought that was kind of funny. I, I was thinking if I had seen any. But the next piece of news, speaking of Enemy... Dennis Villanueva, director of Enemy, Prisoners, Arrival, and the Dune reimagining, calling it reimagining, not remake, feels feels right in that regard, shared his opinion on Marvel films. He said, quote, there are too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a cut and paste of the others. Davis, what are your thoughts on I this? I agree. I agree with that. They're all, they're pretty, I hope that this next phase, I think I talked about this last episode. We talk about it frequently. I think that, I hope that this next phase changes up the formula somewhat, because it's pretty much like, Gray bad guy appears. Heroes have falling out. Possible sometimes they have a falling out. Get back together. Beat bad guy. Jokes ensue along the way, even where jo- jokes shouldn't be. Yeah, and that, that's like that's really reducting it. But like if you once you watch enough of them, they get pretty predictable. And that's how it kind of is basically a TV show. I think. So I mean, like that's what TV shows do, and that's okay. It's just re- I, I don't think that's an issue that it's like a TV. They're still entertaining, but I'm not gonna think they're like high cinema. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I just the not, one thing not, not even saying high cinnamon like a pretentious way. Yeah, no, like, I get, I get it. Yeah, like they're not going to win Oscars. They're not great pieces. It has won art. an Oscar, but that's true. Wait, which one won it? Black Panther, didn't it? For like, but it was like a, it, no, it was like song or whatever. It was like soundtrack. Oh, whatever. I think it still um, counts. Oscars an Oscar. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah, I agree with this. I think it's fair. What? Oh. I'm on the H24 website, and there's a Macbeth movie with Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Corey Hawkins, Brendan Gleeson, and Harry Melling come out in 2021, directed by Joel Cohen. Wow. That's going to be cool. The Tragedy of Macbeth. That's going to be really cool. Um, Yeah, though, I sorry agree to, with- Sorry to throw you off right there. I agree with uh, Dennis Villanueva in this regard. I think it's certainly a fair criticism to have, and it's the it's the reason I have Marvel fatigue. Like- what he's what he said is is how I feel about a lot of these movies. People got really upset. They're like, why do people keep feeling the need to shed their opinions or share their opinions on the movies? Like he was asked a question about them. I don't think Dennis Villanueva wants to talk about it as he's busy building Dune, which is going to make a billion dollars and win a lot of stuff. It is like, it just is. 
It's got a soundtrack with Hans Zimmer that's an hour and 15 minutes long. It's going to win some Oscars and it's going to make money. And, like, he doesn't care about these movies. He makes one movie every, like, two years. And when they are, they're really good, by the way. Um, I'm really excited for Dune, but I just, I don't, I don't really understand why people got really upset about this. Like, he's not, he's not, he's not criticizing, you know, he's not saying the fans that watch these movies are stupid. He never said that, you know? He just said his genuine opinion, and I think that's part of the whole thing of movies, right? You can state your opinion. Like, me and Davis may disagree on some things, get a little heated, but like, at the end of the day, I'm not thinking, well, Davis, you're not allowed to have that opinion on that movie. Davis, Davis can say what he wants about a movie as, as much as I can, right? And that, that's the point. And people still get upset about it. It's like, come on now. I don't, I don't really understand why, why you even bother doing that. And now we're going to move on to the last piece of news. And this last piece of news involves director of Tenet, Christopher Nolan. Nolan is leaving Warner Brothers after what, after what I believe is 19 movies with the company. He's leaving Warner Brothers Pictures. 19? I believe so, yes. Like all directed or some of them produced and stuff? I think it's produced and directed. Okay, like he worked on Man of Steel. Yeah. Um... Nolan will be leaving Warner Brothers Pictures and heading to Universal to make his next movie. Nolan, who has been basically synonymous with Warner Brothers in the 2000s and 2010s, is now moving on. Nobody's really clear of why. Nolan, very private director, and in terms of Hollywood, a very private person. Nobody's really sure what's going on. Warner Brothers has had a bit of a leadership issue in the past, but he's moving on to Universal Pictures to make his next film, which will be about Robert Oppenheimer and the Atom Bomb. Oppenheimer, famously the creator of the Atom Bomb, or one of the lead. Has the name of, of it been project. released yet? No. I bet it's going to be something like uh, "I Am Come Death," well, it, or the, "Destroy of Worlds." The, that's going to be the the official quote is for those who don't know. Oppenheimer gave the very rather infamous quote: "I am become death, the destroyer of worlds." After realizing the power that he had created. And I actually read a book about this. Um, it was a book I got when I was back in elementary school for my birthday. It was just called The Bomb. And it was about it was the whole Very story. Ominous. It was a whole story about the Manhattan Project. You talk about ominous. I felt bad when I brought it onto a plane. I was reading it on the plane flight. I was I was kind of worried. I was like How to make a Oh no, no, I was no. like, Mom, what are they gonna do? <laughs> um, um But yeah, really good book, by the way. Um yeah, though this story is re- is a really cool story. Actually, I know you're thinking that's, that's yeah, that's really it, it is. It is. It what is. are you reading there, son? Uh, you get brought up to the cockpit. Oh, what, what book you got there? The, the, the bomb. Uh, the bomb. Oh no. Um, yeah, like take I, his book I, away. I don't know if you've read much about this story, but it's a very fascinating story about the whole Manhattan Project and how it was all done. I've heard the quotes of him, and he always said he's like he's like Vishnu or something like that. Not Vishnu. He said he was like the Hindu guy. Oh, yes. Um, I'm just really excited to see how this unfolds, see which parts they cr- they include, because there's a very infamous part about it that Oppenheimer has stated directly stated directly before. Oh, yeah, right. Vishnu was trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says, now become death of destroyer worlds. Ah, okay. I suppose we all thought of that one way or another. He was saying he's like, he was quoting Hin- the Bhagavad Gita, which is Hindu yeah. scripture. And he said he was he was comparing himself to Vishnu taking his multi arm form. Wow, that's or he he was saying I am become death destroyer yeah. worlds. And there's another part where um he he makes it like he's the lead man in the Manhattan Project and the liaison between FDR and the people at the Manhattan Project essentially. And when Truman takes over, um, Truman like they dropped the first bomb. I think it was on Hiroshima was the first one. And Oppenheimer's like you don't have to do it again. 
I'm asking you, please don't there do it again. There could be a debate if they did, had to do it at all. But uh, we're not going to have that, yeah, that, But Oppenheimer like deliberately goes to Truman and says, you shouldn't have to do it, and there's no need to do it, because Oppenheimer essentially, part of his mind, if, if, the, if I recall the book correctly, was it was supposed to function as a deterrent and not meant to be used with brute force on a country. And Truman basically just ignored him. The expert who built the thing, and Truman's like... I don't care, and did it again out of anger, I think, and spite, as the as the book told it, if I recall. And I'm really curious to see how Nolan will incorporate that. I'm, I'm interested to see this a movie that's not because this movie there's it I doesn't really trans, don't see, it doesn't translate to Nolan's yeah, not action packed, really loud fight scenes. Like, what's the twist? Right, I don't think there has to be a twist for a Nolan movie. Well, but it's you. They're usually big fight scenes, uh, maybe a few retrospective moments. But this seems like it's going to be more of a drama. Yeah. I think Which so I'm too. interested to see. I mean, no one's good. He knows what he's doing. I, th- I think so too. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how it'll go because again, it's not his traditional style. You know, where I bet it's gonna be called like Destroyer of Worlds. Easily, yeah. I think That's it's a cool that. Name. I, I think it's got to be that. And because... then the and then one of the posters could be like the the atom bomb with something around it, like um, the explosion. Yeah, I, I think that'll be really cool. And I'm very I, I'm excited for the cast because Nolan's casts are always top of the line. Well, with that last piece of news about about Christopher Nolan, Davis, are you ready to move on to the movie of the day? No, I'm not, actually. Really? Well, what do you want to talk about, Davis? I'm ready, yes. Ah, so we're moving on to our film, Tenet. That is Christopher Nolan's last released film, released during the COVID-19 pandemic. Still released in theaters, I think it was, and to streaming. This movie, Tenet, is... Well, Davis, why don't you give a brief synopsis without giving away like the whole plot? Like, what was this movie about? Like, when you knew going in, what what did it seem like it was about? So, it was about time—a very Christopher Nolan thing—to have a movie about. He likes to play with time. But from, do you want me to like give like a quick plot synopsis or what I knew about it before? What what you knew about it going in? I knew that there was something about things going backwards, indeed, things in the environment traveling backwards themselves. I wasn't sure how, because I remember when the trailer came out. I, this is the trailer I actually watched because they played it on everything. I always yeah. saw it on YouTube. Yeah, where John David Washington, who throughout the film sounded exactly like Denzel multiple times. That's true. Yes, like exact same inflections. Yes. It was awesome. Was fighting the guy backwards, like was fighting the guy yep. dressed up, came out of the the turnstile. Spoiler, I guess not spoiler. That's what it's called in the movie. And he comes, yeah, and he fights him and all that. Uh, and then you see. Things exploding. You see him with the gas mask on, or like the the breathing apparatus for when they are backwards. Yeah, I yeah I didn't really under I, this was very much a I have no idea what's going to go on, but it's a Nolan movie, and I'm probably going to watch. I strapped it. in. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I I think it was good too. I enjoyed a lot of it. There were some problems I had with it, but Davis, why don't you take the lead on this one? What's your first thing you've got down? The to first thing I have written down is Nolan. I wrote this verbatim. Nolan movies like to take themselves super duper serious, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. There was two jokes in this whole movie. There were maybe three. There. Uh, the the crash of plane joke was kind of a because that was kind of a bit. Yeah. Okay. So that part's don't be so let's dramatic. Say under five jokes. Under under six. Yeah, that's fair. Which I mean, like that's a Nolan movie. They usually take themselves really seriously. At some, at like early in the movie, I was like, okay, this is taking itself super duper serious. But like once I got invested, I was like, okay, I get why. And I was on board and I didn't even think about how it's how serious it was taking itself. Because it'd have like it'd have the dramatic pause with the music building up and then they'd say a one liner. I mean, like, I think it worked. I think it was pretty really cool. 
Do you I, want me to just keep reading my like what I have written down? I had something. I thought the cast was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you've got John David Washington playing the protagonist, Robert Pattinson, who dyed his hair an unnatural color. Yeah. Throw that one in there for later. Wait, wait Pattinson? Yeah. Why, 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 why specifically I said that? For later. La- okay. I'll, I'll mention it later. It's one of the last later. things I've wrote. wrote Robert down. Robert Pattinson as Neil, Elizabeth Debicki as Cat, Kenneth Branagh as Sator. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I did not know was in the movie as Ives, that was a surprise. I liked that when he showed up. I was like, hey, I know that guy. I know that What's guy. He in? He's a uh, Quicksilver in uh, Avengers. He's the main guy in Godzilla. Um, he's. I yeah, get you. You got to say it like that. I I I, I know. <laughs> Kim Watanabe says Godzilla, and you're gonna say okay. Yeah, that's, okay. That's, the, that's the rule. I could say Gojira, but I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> okay. Just um. Keep keep going over there. Anyway, and then Michael Caine, of course, as Sir Crosby, the Michael Sir Caine. Michael Crosby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa. The, or the, Cosby. The Michael Crosby. Crosby. Okay. The Michael Caine cinematic universe grows with very, every very movie. Very inventive name by Christopher Nolan. There. Nolan was like, you they know literally what? Go, Thank you, Sir Michael. I was like, okay, that's that, pretty yeah, yeah that too much, too much. That kind of counts as a joke. Yes. Well, unless it was Kinda. intentional. Unless Nolan just thought it definitely was intentional. I don't know. Nolan. Nolan's Nolan. Is Thank you, say? Sir Michael, to the character named Sir Michael Co- Crosby, and his real name is Sir Michael Kane. Oh yeah, it is Sir Michael Kane, isn't it? I thought I forgot the Sir part. That's yeah, because he went yeah. like, I'm here to see Mr. Crosby. And went, it's Sir Michael Crosby. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That's a joke. Okay, that's another joke added to the list. There we go. Uh, so under six jokes or seven jokes. I now. can name like the one about the plane. That one. The uh, I, I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. Are you gonna sleep with my wife? Not yet. Or ha- have you? And he says, Not yet. <laughs> um, I think that's it. At the end, I think that like they're kind of joking with each other. Neil and Neil, Robert Pattinson's character, Neil and Jean, John David Washington's character, protagonist. What a invented I didn't, name! I didn't mind that. I thought that was kind of, kind of, kind of cool. I, so you I, can, you, so you can apply yourself to him if you want to see. It I like just, that. I disliked it only because it, like, it was just because conveniently his name was never mentioned. Yeah, I, and, I didn't mind it. But, but, it, well, but because also whatever her character name was said. You that's were the what annoyed me. Of the story. Is the is the is the constant? Hey yo. I'm the protagonist, and then she's like, "You're not the protagonist." And like, is there a protagonist? You're gonna need a protagonist. And I was like, "Why?" I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of cool. Mm. It was. I, I. I didn't. I personally did not. Uh, did not like that. Just because it was like, it was a bit over. I was like, "Okay, I get it." And they did it again. I was like, "Okay, I get it." And they did it again. I was like, "Okay, I. I. I, I get it. I. I get it. He, the protagonist. I. I understand. But the subtitles are calling him the protagonist. I get it." But anyway, yeah, so the cast, as always, Christopher Nolan, top-notch. That's what he does. He casts, in, I mean, his casts are always from Dunkirk to Dark Knight, except for Katie Holmes, who was then fired subsequently. But, every, I mean, every, good Lord, Davis. Did you hear that? Yes, I think I think we caught it up. All, oh I think we picked goodness. it up on the mic. That was my shoulder. Davis's shoulder has fallen out of its socket. Oh if anybody gosh. knows how to... How to um, pop it back in? Please call in at three three four eight four four ninety three forty five. Just kidding. Do not call that number right now. We are not in the studio. Uh, I guess technically someone um, might be. Somebody might be. But yeah. So what? What else? What else about this movie? David? So when I was writing my notes about the movie, I'd wrote them in real time. Like while I was watching it, I'd pause it real quick. I'd write a note. So these are like kind of how my notes are kind of going with me as I watch the movie. 
I can change that up if you don't like that. That's fine with me, honestly. So the next thing I had was this was after the opera scene, which the, was a great open. Was by a the cool way, open was the first time you saw a reverse bullet. Yep. So I asked, how does a reverse bullet hit you? Like in the theater, was that bullet that almost hit J.D. John David Washington always there, or did it reverse itself into the wall? Which it kind of does answer that question when he gets stabbed later on. Which how, how does it how does it answer? So I think it just kind of it it materializes there. Oh or, right! When, when you're gonna be going there soon. Um. The so bullet. when a bullet, I think it's like when he gets stabbed, like it materializes soon before he gets actually stabbed since he's in reverse, and since the bullet and the person that shoots the bullet is inverted is the right way to say it, I guess. If we're gonna, uh, I don't know why I went on with that. So it like materializes and then. It gets pulled back into the gun and inverted. So what I misunderstood was I thought that was somebody trying to kill him with the inversion, but it was actually just like a thing that was already happening. He just happened to be nearby. Is that what was going on? What do you mean? Like, like the like. Okay, so some like like later on, Kenneth Branagh's character so Sador uses the inversion to try and kill somebody. But is that like like in this case? Was this because the person was trying to kill him, or they just happened to be inverted the whole time? That that character that was shooting the gun was inverted. Okay. That was... I don't know if I should say it. Save it for later. Okay. That yeah. character was Robert Pattinson's character. Right. I, we assume so, yes, right? and like It's it's confirmed at the end of the movie, because you see the little thing on his backpack. Which, that, that showed up at the beginning of the movie, too? I yes. Didn't, I didn't remember that. I thought it showed up specifically at the far where they see the dead guy at... Uh, well, like... Well, you just kind of spoiled the whole... But at oh my the gosh. end, it flashes back... Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, I watched a video after it, but it's on the character's backpack that shoots yeah. the gun. He's like, okay, Whoa. okay, that's cool, that's cool. But anyway, yeah, that that was a really cool scene. I like that. Because like and then they, later on, our parents goes like, "How'd you know about the opera?" He was like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, dude." He was there doing whatever he was doing, doing whatever whatever John David Washington assigned him to do. Oh, oh, hey, hey. All right. So the next thing I had was. Verbatim, inverted material doesn't make sense, but I guess it's not meant to. But I think it does, like, in-universe, it makes sense. Like, in, obviously it doesn't make sense in theory, the radiation, like, scientifically it doesn't. But, like, if I suspend my disbelief and assume that it's real, it started to make some sense. I still have issues with it, like the materializing of the bullet before it happens. It's a little wonky. And I think... Uh, inverting in general raises a lot of issues when you're going for more than like two days and just in like because you're you can't breathe during it so can your organs work as well if they're working inverted is your blood sucking your is your heart sucking your blood away from Good your point that's a body very, that's a I thought they explained that in that the breathing is like the one thing that if you can get that with functioning oxygen that saves everything else. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, I think it, I I don't know. I, I did like the fact that the inverted time is real time. Like if you're going back, you have to wait the same amount of time. Yeah, that was I cool. That was really cool. I, I like that too. I, again, a lot of the concepts are really cool. This is Nolan at his best. I wrote down, um, just a very inventive concept as it is. It, that's what he does, and that's what he does so well, and he does it again here. You know, it's just incredibly inventive in sort of the way that he, you know, is able to come up with these concepts. My biggest issue with it was the fact that, you know, I think it's okay for it not to make sense because he's not using it as a means to. For example, 
I don't want to bring it up again, but Endgame with its time travel as a means to avoid causing chaos, essentially. It's like, oh, we can't change the past, or, or we can't change the future, so it's all fine. Like, that was more of, that seemed more like a, a cop-out than like an actual, this is a good idea. So the thing that, um, that I appreciate about this movie is that it doesn't make sense at the beginning. But, like, it's not meant to. Like, with Endgame, you have to be on board with when they explain the time travel right thing because they're not going to explain it. It's like it's not going to make more sense later on. Yeah. You get it there or you don't. But with with um, with um Tenet, like, at, at the beginning, it's really confusing to me. Like, it's supposed to be. But as it goes more and more in, you, you start to understand it more. I, I assume I can guarantee with a second rewatch you'll understand it a lot better. Yeah, that, I think so too. Again, that's one thing I, I wrote down is that I, Nolan. I've only seen it once now and maybe I need a rewatch, but first rewatch, a lot of confusion, a lot of times where like it kind of jumps around and a lot of where you know it does the Nolan, I'm going to explain it to you and while you're trying to figure this out, I'm going to explain something else and something else again. And that's my one thing where it, it is very, for what is probably his most highbrow concept yet, you know, Interstellar was a lot of physics, right? But it kind of made sense, it, you know, in, in what they were doing. They're going through a wormhole, and time is different. That's all you got to know. And they mentioned every five seconds. But this, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of to the point where I was like, this is very, very confusing. Like, very, very confusing. I started to get a handle on it at the end, I feel like. Do you have any things that maybe we can try to work out here any confusion I, I have you some had. questions some first things though is I think just all the fight scenes excellent yeah all the fight scenes really they good. had to rehearse them like that so they look backwards and they film them backwards and stuff John David Washington like learned to fight like that I, I, I watched it like some of the behind the set things are incredible like a lot of the cool things like um the fight scenes going forwards or going backwards really cool Kenneth Branagh speaking backwards was really cool apparently he actually did that I don't know if like he learned was, how I'm pretty sure yeah oh, I which, watched the video mentioned it shout out to Kenneth Branagh um he was in not Harry, Russian in Harry Potter also not Russian yes he's that's true from the UK he's from Northern Ireland exactly Northern Ireland yes he was in he was in Dunkirk actually um, oh he was yeah good movie yes and he that that's where Nolan was like wait a minute I like this guy I'm gonna it's make him movie. the antagonist um yeah, I like the movie. Also named Seder. Do you know what the Seder Square is, Alex? No, I Look don't. Look up the Seder Square real quick. S-A-T-O-R Yeah, I know, I know how to spell it. So in Pompeii, remember Pompeii? Someone went to Pompeii in the movie. Max yes, did. that's right. So the Seder Square is something that they actually found in Pompeii. It is real. And they oh. found it in other places too. And pull it up. Pull up an image of it, Alex. And I want you to read... So it's basically no, like it goes no, forward, backwards, no, up, down. No, no. And read some. Of, read the words from top to bottom for me. So they're all palindromes, or they're not all palindromes. Seder. Mm-hmm. What's that backwards? Uh, Rotas, which Rotas. is the name of the free port in the movie. And also, Seder is the name of the Kenneth Branagh's character. You've got Arepo, which is the name of the Spanish, the Spanish art dealer that faked and it. And also, Opera, which is the beginning. The, it's mentioned a few times as well. You've got. Tenet. So I'm scared. Everybody, tenet. everybody, put your hands together for Tenet. Do you think John David Washington got that idea when he saw Robert Pattinson do the time moves together and he puts his hands together like that? <gasps> I mean, protagonist. Oh my gosh, because 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 the, then he inevitably. Mm-hmm. Yup. Anyway, Wait, onwards and upwards. Says, Opera, Opera Rotas. What the? That's real. They found that. Yo. In 
It's apparently maybe like used for magic, quote unquote. Shout out to Cinema Wins on YouTube for pointing that out. Cinema Wins is the, is the number one homie. I love Cinema Wins. Cinema Wins is awesome. If you if you're ever feeling down and just want to watch a movie you really like and get some positive, you know, yes. have a really positive moment, that dude will make every movie sound like it's the greatest thing ever, yes. and I love it. That is pure positivity, and he's so much fun. Love that guy, really. Um. And not to mention, when, when the chips are down, this man does his research. Beyond, like that's that's so cool. Nolan, bro, what a what a what a guy. That's all I gotta say about that. Once again, when I put him on my top directors at the end of the year review episode, that'll be why yet again. Um, yeah, okay, that's cool. I, I still have my problem with the movie, but again, well, when in doubt, this movie's so I just it's just cool. It's really cool. So what's your next issue? See if so we can I got, alleviate I got a, it. I got a couple questions down at the bottom, which just kind of jumps around. But again, I think for our episodes, I think it's best to sort of jump around just because of the fact that it's a two-hour thirty movie. And going plot point by plot point is look. If you've seen the movie, you know where all this stuff happens. Yes. If you haven't, that was a real plane, by the way. Yes. Pretty obviously that it was. Yeah. Like he found it cheaper to just buy an actual seven. So or that it was. that reminds me of a uh, trivia from the movie Lord of War that I saw, where they were going to make fake guns, and they said actually it's just cheaper to buy real guns, and everyone was like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. Um. But yeah. So basically, just just for a quick rundown for those who have maybe not seen it in a while, the way this movie begins is John David Washington does this basically. Siege, not siege at opera, but an opera is being hijacked, and he has. They're to trying go to save a out, target. Yeah, get out this uh, high value package, and then he gets captured. He's getting interrogated, and he uses the suicide pills, which have been suicide pills have been a thing in covert ops for years. But Every these movie, are fake ones. Yeah, actually kill exactly. You. He uses it, but then he wakes up and he's like, "This guy, like, it's a test. I failed this test." And everyone's like, "Oh, he said he failed a test," and he's like, "I." And then he's like, your next mission, welcome to the afterlife. And he's like, I have nothing but a, ge- a gesture and a word. Puts his, interlocks his fingers, tenets. An obscure tenets. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then and then he goes to the to the he goes the, to the lab, the combine when he's in the like the in the water in the oh, combine. Oh yeah, that was cool. Later on, the boat that he's on goes right past it. You're right. I was wondering what the point about that was. But the thing is, so Cinema Wins mentioned that when he goes to see the doctor or the professor. Or, scientist she's so she's like j- getting everything wrong on purpose like everything she says is wrong what do you mean the guns were not sent back from the future they're just inverted it's not all the things they found all the inverted things aren't like the deatrice or whatever the word she said of an up upcoming war they just found all that inverted it's not from the future so why is she wrong i think christopher nolan just did that to mess with you really genuinely just to confuse you huh well, because, because think about all the things she said. All of them are wrong. I guess except maybe how the inversion works, when you, how you can like pick up the cause and effect. Thing. Yeah, well, well, so the one thing that was left in the past was the thing that Kenneth Branagh found, his character found, uh, when his remember when he was digging and he found it. So that was the one thing. But, what well, I mean, what makes her wrong, though? Because she said, well, she was like, these bullets, these inverted bullets, have been sent back from the future Oh. To us, after when they figure out how to do that in the future, which in reality they've just been inverted just by in, Kenneth Branagh's turnstiles yes, by okay. Sater. Sater. Sorry, I, I when, when I watch movies with big names, I just call them by like I've never called Brad Pitt, Brad Brad, <laughs> Brad Pitt. Excuse me, his character names. I'm just like, hey, look, Brad Pitt. I mean, that's I what I do too. I was doing that earlier, somehow. I don't even remember. But then she was like, 
this is the Deatrice of an upcoming war, a war that does not happen. And also, apparently, Cinema wins. Shout out again. She, he thinks that the wall that they he was getting the bullets from was taken from the final battle, where like the things were getting blown up. Oh yeah, because that did happen a week before. Ten. Oh. Think about that one. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, so essentially, he sort of goes throughout his quest after getting Tenet and just trying to figure out what exactly is going on and then trying to figure out how all this works and then getting the source of it, which is Seder, which he then realizes what Seder's trying to do and he learns more and more. What Seder's trying to do... About Priya, yeah. He's putting together the algorithm, which is basically something about... I can't remember what it really is, like how the inversion works. And basically, if you put it all together, it will, like, collapse. Yeah, and if you destroy it when it's all together. Because the... The... Excuse me. Um, the scientist who created it all in the future sent it all back. It's just the fact that Surtur happened to find it. Is what they explain. Remember, because the scientist yes. like killed herself and then sent it all back. And the only reasons and they were hit in all nuclear different compounds. But when the Soviet Union collapsed, it was all cast. I liked that touch on the Soviet Union and on those like hidden towns. That was a cool idea to me. Um, but yeah, so I need to stop saying but yeah. Um, anyway. So, I feel like, yeah, my questions are, first and foremost, so, what we're, what we're deducing then is that this all came from the use of turnstiles by other people, and therefore the things just become inverted? Yes. Permanently? Yes. Okay. Unless you go back through it. Right. And another question is, so, so how did, sir, how did, uh... How, what's his name again? I guess it technically did Seder. come from the future, then, yeah. but the way she said it was incorrect. So how did Seder, how did he get access to the turnstiles then? He made them. But how did he know how to make them? He. It, oh, wait, the documents explain. Never mind. Right. People. Some people were actually intentionally trying to give it to him from the past. Okay. But then that begs the question of, um, at the end of the film, we learned that Neil's character, Robert Pattinson, was pointed in the protagonist's direction by the protagonist himself, John David Washington, who shows up, who's like in the movie like six different times at one point. There's like multiple John David Washington on the screen, which I thought was cool. But how, so how exactly does that all work necessarily? How does that all begin? Is is it him just using inversion to go back to handle things like that? Yes, I think is what it's implied. Okay, this is just, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big concept movie and I like, I want to see more. Like I want a book. I, I want a book that. Some people want a sequel. I don't think this needs a sequel. I don't need a sequel. I Nolan movies do not need sequels, except for the Dark don't. Knight. I mean, yeah, except those don't count. Fair, fair. I don't think Christopher Nolan should ever make a sequel to one of his original properties. That yeah, I don't think there is. As much sequel. as I love Interstellar, I do not want to see an Interstellar two. What I what I think Nolan needs Extra to do stellar. is he needs to just at the end of his career, at the end of his at the end of his uh, time as a director, he just makes one final three hour long movie. That is just twenty minute interspersed segments tying up every loose end of each of his movies. That'd be interesting. It no, and, and I don't then, think I'd like that, but that'd be interesting. Inception's twenty minute segment is just the top spinning for twenty minutes. If and then it's just fogger. Sir Michael Caine's character <laughs> in the scene, then it's real. That is what he told Sir Michael Caine. Just not to burst your bubble or anything, but like also, 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 the top was still spinning, Davis. It faltered. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, another question though: Why did Neil leave at the end exactly? Because he had to. He was the one that unlocked the door. 
and, and got that it. subsequently died. So he had to go back to be the one to unlock the door. So he, re- so he recognized that that's where he has to go. I don't know if he recognized if he died, but he recognized that he had to open the door. So he has to then go in another turnstile and do it back again, essentially. Yes. And die. Wow. Yes. Okay, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Additionally, what was the point? I guess, okay, this is sorry. The, the one of the bigger things. How did this entire army get organized and by whom? I think it's just like a secret, oh. like a covert operation thing by the government. But run by John David Washington because they all know how yes. Tenet works and how all the some of them kind of know how it works, but they they don't know too much because they they can't they're not allowed to see the the guys inverted and stuff. Remember, and like, t- why can't we see them in the in the yeah containers? That makes sense. That makes sense. And even then, yeah, I just I thought it was really cool. What are some of your other notes, Davis? Uh, my next note I had uh, was the the payoff of the backward fight scene where John David Washington fights himself. Spoiler. Yeah, that was, was awesome. And early in the movie, I don't think Christopher Nolan was trying to hide it when Robert Pattinson rips off the guys, like when he chases them down, rips it off. I knew I was like, oh, that's probably John David Washington if he's gonna go tell him not to kill. Ah, okay. That was um. I so I was thinking I was like, hmm, is Robert Pattinson bad guy? But then when they introduced the running into your doubles, I was like, did Robert Pattinson run into himself and not know? And notice how if you if you touch your double, your regular time running self without like if I just touch you skin to skin, they said it like you'll like explode. Annihilation is the word. So that's why John David Washington was covered. Not a single bit. I don't know if he intended for that, but like. It, it worked conveniently. Yes, yeah, is, is the idea that, that there's a there's a little bit of convenience there, a little bit of oh that that works out perfectly well as, um, as like oh he won't be touching him because they're both in full gear or whatever. But I thought that was really cool. A lot of the inversion scenes were, looked really cool. I think a lot of the things where, like the truck was honking at them in the final fight scene, you're wondering why, and then you see it's oh, Robert Pattinson. It's Robert Pattinson, Neil. Or should I go ahead and give you my theory? Uh oh, yes. Max. Max. Cat's son. No. Think about it. Same what? hair color. Seder Square. Max went to Pompeii. Say, what is Maximilian backwards? I don't know. I'll spell Maximilian for you M A X I M I L I E N. Well, Neil, but then there's a bunch of other. Neil. Well, what about the rest of the letters? Maybe he just took it out. Maybe that's his middle name or something, Alex. <laughs> Neil is literally in Maximilian. So, but the issue is, I also got this from Cinema Wins. I don't want to act like I came up with this myself. Same hair color, similar accents for Cat and Neil, the Seder Square in Pompeii. Okay, first of all, Maximilian is spelled differently in like a bunch of different. How is this well, that's one spelled? One, it's just Max. That's uh-huh. all you know. You don't know if it's Maximilian. I think but this, my this, point this is, seems, I think this was an idea deep. that Christopher Nolan had in the beginning, but kind of gave up on. I, Made for you to think about. I, I don't think there's know too about much. This there's too many one, things bro. to like. Just write it off. Be like, oh yeah, they happen to have the same hair color. I don't know about that one, bro. I, I, I think it's know. a cool thing to I think about. Know. I think it's a cool um, thing to think about. Another thing I was wondering was uh, how the how Seder's dead man switch never like. So what was the deal with that? It wasn't officially a dead man switch then. That was a theory though. Yeah, no, when he died. No, but there was a timer. Like, there wasn't a spontaneous combustion upon death, which is what a dead man switch is. Yes, what a, when, he, when he died, the bomb and the thing went off, and the plan was for the algorithm to be in there. So once he died... Well, no, but like it was, it was more like the timer happened to, happened to correlate with him getting shot. Yes. 
Which isn't a that's when he died. That's not what. No, but that's not how a dead man switch works. It it is in this one. That doesn't. No, 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 no. What? No. Yes, because it's counting backwards. No. You know, yes, he is. Yes, 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 yes. No. Because so, it's counting. Ba- I understand what the dead man switch is. You don't have to explain it to me. The idea was that they couldn't kill him because then the bomb would explode immediately when he died. It was more like he died and the clock that no. had already been ticking down blew up. No, because it was the clock was corresponding to because it was running. If he had, if she hadn't shot him right there and it had gone to zero, it wouldn't have blown up because he was still alive. You think so? Yes, that's what they. It only blows up if he gets killed. I thought it was. It a, was not I a timer. Was, I thought it was a spontaneous no. explosion type thing. If the moment he killed himself, it would have blown up. Huh. So what hmm. I'm saying is, they had it set up in there because the backwards running time crew knows when it's supposed to blow up. So they know they have that much time. Ah, okay, okay, okay. The okay. inverted time crew. Okay. Also, did you notice, so blue is inverted, red is regular running. The logos at the beginning of the movie, syncope is blue and inverted, Warner Brothers is red and regular. Oh, so many details. Interesting, Christopher Nolan. Detail. Man, this, this, uh, nu- uh, this atom bomb movie is going to be so good. <laughs> it is. I can't oh wait my for, gosh. I can't wait for Robin Oppen- Robert Oppenheimer to go forward in time. That no, 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 no. I wonder if there will be a twist, if it'll be like a Quentin Tarantino, oh, you think this is history? Well, guess what? Not type of thing. I wonder. Well, what are some of your other big notes, Davis? Um, I said the sound mixing wasn't really noticeably bad. I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah, I didn't think it was too loud. Okay, let's address that. I, like, people were like, wow, you can't hear anything. I feel like they might have fixed it. Because when it first came out, people were like, I could not understand a single thing they said. Maybe that was a theater type experience. Maybe. But like, I didn't, I I didn't think it was that bad. Like, but then that's true. They did say in theaters and this is the post, post on streaming service uh, type thing. But I thought it was great. Um, I like, Ooh, this is my, this is my five seconds uh, to talk about the composer Ludwig, Ludwig Gorenson. Uh, Nolan does not use Hans Zimmer. He instead uses Ludwig Gorenson, who has composed all of the Mandalorian Creed Black Panther and now Tenet. So that I Apparently, thought that was Apparently really a lot cool. of the music is also palindronous. Is that the right word? Which Gorenson won the Oscar for. So uh, it Black sounds Panther. backwards and forwards or that's similar. That's cool. That, that, I didn't know if that's, how, that's the proper term, but that sounds really cool. I feel like it's something close to that, but it's not palind... Palin, palindronal? Oh, that's probably it. Is that right? Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? Uh, nothing came up for that one. Boo! Something. Wait, it's palindrome, so it'll be palindromal? With an M? I think I misspelled it. Davis, what the I'm heck? I'm working on it. He's you... clearly working on it. But yeah, the music guys, um, no Hans Zimmer. Instead, we've got Ludwig Gorenson. Really good, I'd say. Not not as good as, as my boy Hans, of course, because Hans Zimmer has never had a bad score in his life. But I would still say a pretty good score overall. Palindromic? Palindromic. That makes sense. Is it? I mean, it doesn't. Here's one. Palindromic. Ah, that must be Relapsing, recurring. Yeah. I guess that's it. That sounds right to me. Yep. Well, well, there you go. There we go. Look at that. Exciting times here. Um, 
So yeah, I would say I would like the score. What are some other big notes for you, Davis? Uh, any, anything? We've really gone over a lot of them. Really? What else we got though? Um, the like the idea of the protagonist going back and meeting Neil and the past to recruit him. Yes. There's also obviously the the friendship that we don't see the years of friendship. So when the first time Neil meets the protagonist, he already knows him, which is why he's like, "You don't drink on the job, uh, you don't drink soda water," and he's like, "It just looks like an old friend." They just he looks like an old friend talking to John David or the protagonist, but he the protagonist obviously doesn't recognize him. That's why he exactly. knows he doesn't drink. Exactly, I was wondering about that. I was like, "Oh, they just met. That's convenient." And then Neil just disappears, but always appears when the protagonist needs him. Very convenient. But that's because the protagonist commanded him as such. And then it's like. Is this the beginning? And the Robert Pattinson's like, I think this is the end of a beautiful friendship. But then he walks off. I was like, no. And the protagonist was crying. Exactly. And so were we all, weren't we? I'm just saying, Robert Pattinson going from Twilight, one of the worst movies ever made in the history of humanity, to an A-list type actor right now. Very exciting. He's great. He's pretty low-key. Like, he doesn't like But the, now he's doing Batman. Which he doesn't I'm like so to work out for, for it. So he said. Really? He said he he like he'll, he'll try to do his push-ups, but he won't do them. Okay, well now now he's now, lazy. Now, he's a now, lazy guy. Now I begin to question. You why. ever heard the story? He was like, the, he had a stalker, and he's like, "You want to go to lunch with me?" And then he just bored her to death, and she never, she didn't want. I'll look that. That's up. not real. No, it's not. Okay. Why would you say that's real? It you, is. He told the story. No, no, that's not real. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe that. I had a stalker while filming a movie in Spain. She stood outside my apartment every day for weeks, all day, every week. I was so bored and lonely that I went out and had dinner with her. I just complained about everything in my life, and she never came back. I complain. I wonder how much he has to complain about. But not, I mean, like, not to be like, oh, actors he, shouldn't. I'm just curious. But honestly. like, he he doesn't like the spotlight, obviously. So like, he's he's like always really stressed and stuff. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Robert Pattinson was also in that movie, um, The King, starring Timothy Chalamet, that released on Netflix. Was he really? It was I really want to see good that action. Movie. That's a really good movie. I will say I do like Timothy Chalamet sometimes. I like him most of the time. I'm a little worried about Dune because his voice is really deep. He's like, "What's in the box?" And I'm like, "What? What are you? Why are you trying to?" His try voice to say- is, isn't like high usually. Joel Edgerton's in The King. Hmm. Yeah, it is actually. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um... Yeah, but I really liked Robert Pattinson in this. I really liked the whole cast. I th- I liked John David Washington. Though some points I was I was I was a little less. I was like, this is kind of flat. I don't know. I like John. He was cool. He acted with his eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. John David Washington is really cool. I'm glad that he's picking up where Denzel left off on the cool factor. That oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I really liked how um how. You would see the protagonist, which feels like a, I'm using a basic term to when I can't remember the character's name, but literally his, that is his name. That in the he movie. is in fact the protagonist, ladies and gentlemen. When um, as the movie goes on, he goes from you know he's just learning, he's just you know like like which is what's really cool about it is how Robert Pattinson's character Neil is always like lecturing him, giving the protagonist the knowledge that the protagonist will eventually need, which I thought was cool, and the pro- that he get that the protagonist yes. gave him. Exactly, exactly. And the prota- that's a paradox right there. Yes, exactly. That's re- that, that's great. And the protagonist is progressively learning more and more about how the turnstiles work to where at the end of the movie, he's a pro because he gets a phone call, uses the turnstile to go back in time to where the phone call took place to shoot Priya, which was awesome. I thought that was really cool. And that's where he's, he's like really taking on, one, the fact that we still don't know what the heck his name is, and two... 
he's like taking on the protagonist like it's some mythical type thing. He's like, I am the protagonist. Shoots Priya. Credits roll. Heck yeah. Was that awesome. was awesome. That was really cool. I think because that's one of the things that I love to see in movies is a more natural progression of a character. Because some characters start out, you know, first act, they're automatically slicing and dicing. They're the coolest dudes on screen. This was a more, all right, he's having to be lectured by Robert Pattinson on what the heck he's doing. Robert Pattinson devises the plane plan, right? The protagonist does not devise arguably the best plan of... He's not the main guy. He's not... He literally is arguably... I mean, he is the protagonist of the film, but in terms of who's in charge, he's not. Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, Robert Pattinson, Neil and uh, Ives are the guys leading the charge. And I think that's really cool because it's it's more natural than I am the chosen one because I got paid the most money to be on this movie, so therefore I am the man in charge. But are you surprised that this movie did not do as well as previous? If, if it was in theaters and it wasn't a pandemic going on, I think it would have done just fine. I don't know. Critically, it still struggled, though. I don't know. I I think in regular circumstances, like, if it was replaced that with Interstellar, like, when Interstellar dropped, dropped Tenet instead, I think it would have been well, decently received, good you- box office. Do you think there's a bit of a fatigue on the Nolan formula of a really confusing thing? No. No. Marvel still makes a ton as, of money every movie. As so. Dennis Villanueva himself said, yeah, but that's the thing is those are mindless popcorn movies that people will pay for. These are like reading a book in action, class. Yeah, no, they're action-packed with confusing elements, but you still have fun even if you don't fully understand everything. Fair. I, I, you, I, you can walk out of Interstellar having no idea what happened, but you still understood saying, that it was about love. You still loved, You still liked it. I was saying we're seeing a box in the box office and in the people's reaction to his movies, I think we're seeing that. I don't have that fatigue. I'm just saying I think we're seeing that. I don't know. People hated Dunkirk because it took place at three different times on the same day. But looking back on it, people like Dunkirk now. I, I really like Dunkirk. We should, Dunkirk we should, really we should good. do Dunkirk in a Dunkirk episode. I don't know. Our first official Nolan episode this is. Th- this is our first official one, right? Because we haven't technically done Interstellar yet, have we? we? talked about it a lot. Extensively. I don't think we could ever do an Interstellar episode now. We'd have to pair it out with another I have Inception. my Science of Interstellar book. We could just read from it. Foghorn. Um, I'm not a big fan of Inception. Not a, Not a giant fan here. Wow. I mean, like, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Wow. Oh, man. Seeing Interstellar, like, how much better Interstellar is to but me. But, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and he's good in it. But, like, just because Leonardo DiCaprio's in a movie doesn't make it make me like it more. Well, it makes everybody else like it more. I like <laughs> I like the movie, but I don't love it. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, excited to do an episode on this then, maybe. I think that'd be cool. Well, don't you think? Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Do you have anything else you want to say about Tenet, Alex? Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to have... Davis, I see you like once a week. I'm trying to take make the most of our time You see me together. every day of the week because I'm always at Weagle. That's true. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about Tenet, Alex? I thought it was good. I thought it was really confusing. I, I look forward to a second watch. I really do. And for anybody who's seen it once and did not like it, go ahead and give it that second watch because I did not like Interstellar on my first watch. I'm not even kidding. Out of was, 10, what would you give Tenet? 7.5. What would you give it after a second watch if it goes well? I need I need to see the, I mean that, that that's such a like it depends on how much really <laughs> really Davis this movie you've seen a trailer of that you've not seen what would you rate it and then what would you rate it if you actually saw it? That was a terrible question. 
good. What are you laughing about? Like I, I was give it an eight out of ten. Like you laughing like that was intentionally. <laughs> that was just bad. <laughs> Stop laughing. Like don't cover up the fact that you didn't actually realize how dumb that question was. Okay, calm down over there, <laughs> sir. I'll give it an eight out of ten. And Alex keeps berating me. We're gonna have to box after this recording. Okay, there's no need for boxing, Davis. That seems a bit excessive, don't you? Do you have anything think? else you want to say? What? I'm not dragging. I'm just having fun, Davis. I am too, but I think I think we've hit the conclusion of this episode. I th- I, I I think so too. Um, any final thoughts on this movie? And and again, what would you rate your excitement for the Oppenheimer film? That's t- two parter. Mm, I really like this movie. I plan to rewatch it sometime soon. Same. See if I understand it better, which I think I will. I need to watch the Cinema Wins episode. It was yeah, a two-parter. Whoa. I think I will give this a... I mean, the the Oppenheimer thing, an 8 out of 10 excitement. 8 out of 10 excitement. Why 8 out of 10? Because it's Nolan, and it's going to be an interesting mm. concept. I, I'm going to give it a... Uh, my lasting thoughts are, again, I really look forward to rewatching. For Oppenheimer, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 excitement because I think the concept itself and the story is really cool. Add the Nolan factor to it. But that'll do it for our 27th episode ever uh, of Through the Lens. We thank you all for joining us on this episode as we discussed one of the more confusing movies in recent time, Tenet, along with a lot of big-time news involving Dennis Villanueva and others. We hope you enjoy this episode. We hope you uh, enjoy all our episodes that we put out here. And again, for all updates involving the podcast and movie discussions, you can follow us at through the lens weagle on instagram that's through the lens weagle there are underscores in the middle but through the lens weagle should do just fine look for the camera logo you can find all episodes of through the lens on any of your podcast services just look for the camera logo as davis says and once again we thank you for joining us on this episode we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next time as we discuss the indiana jones trilogy possibly including the fourth movie with with special guest jack hart but until then we will see you next time thank you for joining us yet again